What if I told you that the most dangerous thing you're doing when it comes to injuring your low back isn't in the gym, most likely it's in your backyard. You know, stay tuned today. I got Dr. Ash on the show and we're going to talk about one of the dangerous things, some of the most dangerous places and things that we see people doing right now as summer kicks off here in the Pacific Northwest. Dr. Ash, welcome to the Movement is Medicine show. How are you doing? Really good. What's up, guys? That that kind of just made me laugh there. The intro with, you know, the most dangerous thing you're doing is is probably like in your backyard or in your garage because that's not what people are thinking this, you know, during the summer, especially. Oh, man, I think when we talk low back, especially here being sports docs, a lot of times, you know, brings up ideas of heavy deadlifts or back squats in the gym or Mm -hmm. some kind of, you know, just throwing down hard out on the slopes or like running a marathon, some kind of sports style, heavy, hardcore activity. But the reality is <laughs> we see ton of injuries totally. and a ton of pain coming in yep. from some of the most seemingly innocent activities you can imagine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll have like the most athletic patients come in, you know, and they, you know, big CrossFitters or, you know, they work out a ton of the gym, lift a ton of weights. And anytime they're doing like a normal sport activity, they're fine. But as soon as they hit their garage or, you know, hit their yard, they'll come in and be like, man. I don't know what I did, but I was in the yard for like two hours and now my back is just thrown. You know what I mean? And it, it's it's crazy because, you know, they're doing they're lifting all these heavy weights and they're running all these miles and that causes no pain. Whereas you're just going to, you know, kneel down on your on your grass and maybe pull some weeds. And then all of a sudden you wake up in the morning and you like can't move. It, it's really funny because uh, recording this uh, on. The day prior to recording this, and this was not planned, but this perfectly illustrates the point. My wife, who is a very fit person, she runs oh, probably over 30 miles a month. I mean, she runs a lot. She lifts heavy, she's strong, AF in all categories. But yesterday, she spent three, four hours intermittently power washing the driveway in the back of the, the back of the house. And today when she woke up, she was destroyed. Like she basically couldn't get out of bed. I mean, she was, she was like, I think I'm gonna have to go into head to toe. It's from it's the power washing, right? And that's not what you're thinking. If whether you're, whether you're super fit or not super fit, doesn't matter. You're not thinking I'm gonna go do some yard work. Mm-hmm. And this is probably gonna, this has the capacity to totally destroy me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like those types of at home activities, they're just, they're not ergonomic, you know, like intrinsically or the way you need to bend down, the way you need to lift things up. It's just not ergonomic in general. And I feel like a lot of people just use that as an excuse. Like, oh, well, it was just in a weird, the box was in a weird place. So I had to, you know, bend down. It was awkward. It was awkward. And then I picked it up and then I felt something. But, you know, if you can think about doing those movements in a more functional, in a more functional way, right? Like it would have been a lot easier if you just, moved whatever it was out of the way and then went to it and picked it up. So I think a lot of people just forget. We just forget how to functionally move in a situation where it's awkward. We just do it quick because it's convenient. And then we wind up with like the most annoying injuries. Totally. Yeah. Or it's long, you know, Mm -hmm. so like she was power washing the driveway. And so if if you're doing something like that, you're power washing, you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're mowing and you're, or you're weed picking or you're trimming or you're bending over and you're doing some, yeah, a specific, you know, pulling weeds or whatever, you might do that. You're also, you're now doing this, like this repetitive motion mm-hmm. in this weird, like kind of semi hunch type rounded spine kind of bent over type thing. 
sometimes hours, you know, but it again, doing that a couple times or even for 15 minutes, probably going to have zero impact. Right. But doing that, that just small ergonomic mistake, that small, mm-hmm. you know, because it's really hard to maintain proper form. Right. For like long periods right. of boring, repetitive tasks. Totally. You know, you just get out of thinking about it. And, you know, a lot of people will, will come in and I'll say that, I'll say that to them. It's a, it's a stressful, repetitive movement. And they'll say, well, the yard's got to get done at some point. And I'm like, I understand, I understand that. I get it. The, the, the grass needs to be cut. Weeds need to be pulled, but there are things, there are ways that you can mitigate if and when low back pain will strike and a lot of times I will just say take a break don't don't power wash don't weed don't mow for two hours in a row it's similar to the desk worker that we talk about all the time don't sit at your desk for two hours straight stand up you know stand up switch it up every 10 minutes same thing for the at-home activities exactly you're sitting at that desk for four hours neck out of position low back rounded shoulders forward Mm -hmm staring at that screen and you wonder why am I having headaches? Why is my totally. wake up one day and why is my neck so stiff or my back aches or I can't get out of bed or I can't put my socks on or I can't, you know, mm-hmm. or you're brushing your teeth and pull a, a muscle in the middle of your back and you're like, well, I didn't do anything. Well, it's all that repetitive damage that was building up and causing right. then an issue. And it's the same for the yard work. I think totally. that's such a great, you know, maybe it's too much to ask that you're going to maintain perfect ergonomic form and like a, well, you, you know, can't. a flat low back and yeah. push your hips back and hold, you know, a nice rid- proper rigid position with your power washer. Yeah, but yeah. but what you can do is you can take a break every 30 minutes and yeah. stretch out, shake off, move, go through a little bit of range of motion stuff and just mm-hmm. shake it off so that it's not, you're not getting so stiff, you're not getting so immobilized, and you're not doing so much repetitive work for so long. I tell folks too, like, you know, it's similar to taking a break in between sets at the gym. Some people will use their in-between set break to do like an active, cool not cool down, but to do like active rest. You can do the same thing when you're gardening. You know, you don't have to just stop gardening and just go sit down for 10 minutes. You can do active rest. You can go do some low level lumbar mobilization. You can go use your lacrosse ball, maybe hit the foam roller. You can even just not do anything and go like hydrate. Go get some water. That's yeah. What I was gonna drink say. some yeah. water. Do take a little walk. Take yeah, a little, little walk. Yeah. You know, just do step some away. simple things like do some, yeah, do some leg, like, you know, mm-hmm. grab that knee, pull it up to, you know, pull it, just do some standing knee stretches mm-hmm. or some quad stretches, that kind of thing, just to kind of get things sh- shook up a little bit. Also, you could think about it as like a cross-functional training. Go to a different activity exactly. where you're moving in a completely different plane of motion mm-hmm. so that you're not just doing that same repetitive hunchback, bent-over type motion mm-hmm. over and over again. Go do something else, you know? Totally. Yeah, like go move some stuff on the shelf or go arrange some stuff where you're doing more, you know, you're working more in an upper plane of motion and you're not bent over as much. It's just the It's just the sheer volume of what you're doing that'll just you know, compound, compound, compound to create that repetitive injury. And you can treat it. I feel like most people don't do this, but you should treat that sort of outdoor activity as like your, you know, your workout for the day, especially if you know that you're, you're not as active as it is. Don't, don't feel the need to have to go to the gym after you've done all this stuff in your house, because that also will increase your risk for, for injury, number one, mostly because you're fatigued. 
and you're not you're not paying attention to what you're doing you're mostly just checking off a box saying okay i need to go to the gym because i haven't been to the gym today so it's just the volume of it totally yeah that's where i think yeah you do four hours or three hours of yard work then you go get a workout yeah and then you wake up the next day and you're absolutely wrecked and you're wondering yeah you're wondering what the heck did i do i went to the gym yesterday like i should be good what do you think what's your recommendation that day after you Mm -hmm. wake up sore you know maybe you're real sore maybe Mm -hmm. you're not to the point where you need to come in yet uh what are some things you should do that day that next day i mean are we thinking epsom salt baths are we Mm -hmm. thinking lacrosse ball foam roller Mm -hmm. or you know what are we What's your recommendation? I mean, even we can even take a step back and think day of. Like if you're doing gardening in the morning, maybe cleaning out the garage in the morning, in the evening before you sleep, you can do you can do some passive things. You know, maybe do an Epsom salt bath, maybe do an ice bath if you're that type of person. You can also just stick to the ABCs of lacrosse ball, foam rolling, and stretching just to kind of, you know, prep the body. Hit that low body, like Hit the that, glutes, exactly. the quads, the, the like, hip, flexor, hip flexors, your adductors. Roll that foam roller along the spine, especially if you've been crouched over, maybe pulling weeds and stuff like that. Do some like spinal flexion maybe on that thing. Yeah. Kind of doing like some kind of crunches. Extension. extension. Yeah. Yeah. You can get some rotations in, maybe do some, some of those open book moves that we do here in the office. And then, you know, what happens the next day just determines on how much you did the day before. So if you wake up in the morning and even despite doing all that, you still can't move, like you can't roll out of bed or whatever. I mean, your first thing is to give us a call. Um, and then if you're anywhere on that spectrum where it's not feeling as bad, movement is always going to be your best friend. So don't just sit around the next day, do the same thing. Start with something low level, whether that's passive, foam rolling, lacrosse ball, whatever. Walking is fantastic. I mean, if you're feeling good enough to, to lift some weights and actually go do your workout at the gym, like that's, that's up to you. But your pain level at that point should be really low. Yeah, to definitely walk in a dangerous line if you're yeah. gonna pick up the heavy weights with right. pre-existing a pain condition. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna, I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna hit the weights, I think a focus on a completely different body part. Totally. And, and two, maybe look at using it as more of a deload. You know, like yeah. an active recovery. Like you're using because sometimes you can use weight to help actually, yeah. you know, lengthen things, kind of get better mobility, kind of mm-hmm. get yourself in better positions because you're not going heavy. But you're allowing that weight to, you know, kind of extend your range of motion, and so lengthen think, some things. Yeah, if yep. you go into, yeah, if you go into it smart, that can mm-hmm. work. Yeah, but I think it points a really good point there mm-hmm. around, you know, looking at the right kind of movement based on your level of soreness. And pain. Ba- I mean, yeah, essentially, you, that's that's how I tell people to kind of guide their their decision making. It depends on how sore you are, which pretty much determines how much you can move. So if you can't move that much and you need some help, that's that's for us to help with. And if you are a little bit more independent and you can be moving around, then, you know. Yeah, some of that. it ties into how quickly you want to get back on your feet. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's that coming in almost like a quick tune-up. The way I would look at that style, like, is most likely you, that one, you come in and that, that single treatment's going to go a long way to yeah. speeding up. Because it's not like you have a chronic condition that we're, yeah. we're, we're mitigating. You know, we're not dealing with a big injury. We're not dealing with a rehab situation. You know, we're dealing with an overuse scenario. And mm-hmm. so there's some really quick hits that we can get, some quick wins we can get mm-hmm. if you come in for a for a session. Yep. Where that can speed up that recovery and getting you back into your workouts. And so yeah. instead of like four, three days or four days out of, out of the game, you come in. We can get you retuned and mm-hmm. get you back at it. I mean, that's a good point. Like, it's I think it's always safer to just come in regardless, even if you are feeling okay. 
But like you said, it does speed up that process of getting better. And it also doesn't, you're not prolonging anything if you wait. And that can oftentimes happen too. I always regret it when I don't just come in right away. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing heavy back squats last week and I felt this weird, like this is kind of like a weird, it wasn't like a pulling <laughs> sensation. I don't even know yeah. how to describe it. It felt like a, like a hot sensation yep. in kind of my left upper glute area. And you know, I'm smart enough now when I feel something weird, I just call it for the day. I'm like, I'm just going to call it and see how it goes. But I was I was sore. It hurt. I mean, it was whatever. It was whatever that heat pull thing was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm still a week. So now a week later, I haven't touched anything low body because it's been. And so that's when I was like, oh, should I just go in? And then I was like, nah, it'll probably resolve itself, right? And the problem is, will eventually a lot of times resolve itself. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, two weeks later, you know. I mean, so why not just? I just always regret it when I don't come in. I'm yeah. like, it just why, always speeds why things not? up. Why not? Yeah. And especially if you know that you're, you are not going to make the conscious decision to like do stuff to help it, then yeah. have somebody else do it for you and then you're, yeah. you're safe. Yeah. Self-assess. And if you know you're, you're not the best at self-care routines, then just get, get the work done. Have exactly. somebody do the work for you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Give us a call. That's right. So, well, Dr. Ash, thanks for being here and, you know, really Pay attention to those yard work, those gym, moving stuff around in your your garage, not just the gym, but all those other life activities that you do that can really be quite dangerous and put you in, in a spot where you can get hurt. If that happens, we're here for you. And hopefully you got some great applicable, easy to implement tips that you can use to prevent that from happening this summer as you're out sweating and making that yard look so glorious and great. Yep. Be smart. Be safe out there, guys. All right. Chat later.